All right, how are you feeling? We good to go? Yep. yep. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Ben Jenkins Folly Hour with your host. Oh, it's a horse on the horizon. <laughs> What's that? A creaky door. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you. I hate Sounds a bit you. like Chewbacca to me. Oh, I broke it. <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Michael Hing. This is the Free to a Good Home podcast. And joining me, as always, is a uh, oh, just a an Academy Award winning folly artist, Ben Jenkins. Hello and welcome to all. How are you this week, Ben? I'm good. I uh, I'm, I'm I'm really well. Uh-huh. Um, you seem like you're in good spirits today. Yeah. No. I I, I as I was uh, as I was coming in here mm-hmm. um, in the foyer, I passed Peter Grester. For those of you who may not be across, Peter Grester was a journalist who was who was jailed in Egypt um, mm. not so long ago and released uh, only quite recently. And like like as of recording, how last dare no- you talking before we've introduced <laughs> Sorry, you? Sir. No, no, mystery voice. Keep going. <laughs> the, the foley artist needs to open the door so I can get in. <laughs> But like as of last night was convicted to of three years. Three years, yeah. Which like I mean they can't extradite him, I don't think so. But yeah. the, 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 yeah, anyway, this and as I came in to do this absurd waste of everybody's time <laughs> and he was obviously here for an interview about his incredible life. Incredible story. We kind of just we kind of just met eyes for like <laughs> what must have been a fraction of a second. I don't know how he knew. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something in those eyes that really suggested. I, well, I hear that the Al Jazeera journalist crew are big fans of our podcast. Yeah, it makes yeah. up about seventy percent of our demographic. Certainly, certainly, uh, former Al Jazeera person personality Dan Illick is a fan of our podcast. So That's maybe true. he passed around the bloody. That's true. <laughs> um, would you like to introduce our mystery voice? I would. Our mystery voice and also guest this week is a longtime friend of ours. Our former, I would say, former collaborator. Really? Um, well, you know, he used well, he to fucked up to us. Melbourne and then yeah, and got famous and things. He's the head writer of SBS comedy. He is written for the Weekly and is also about to start a brand new job at Gruen. It's James Colley. Hello, ah, hello. How are you this week, James? I am very well, thank you. I want to like assure you, Ben, that I'm certain that one day you will be imprisoned by the Egyptian <laughs> government for your work. Yeah, I mean, look. you keep chasing that rainbow, and they'll throw you away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, are, are you jealous of uh, this particular man because the, of what he has achieved, or just because he was jailed by the Egyptian government? Um, well, look, <laughs> I think it's more that he had, like. We probably, mm-hmm. um, minute for minute, mm-hmm. have a similar amount of output in terms of things that we've put out into the world. Right. Oh, certainly in terms of comedy podcasts. <laughs> no, but yeah. We've done more than this, than this old mate has. I guess what I mean is I've actually probably put more minutes of content into the world than this man has. Right, okay. But they are all entirely meaningless. Sure. I so mean, this is a quantity versus, versus quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 This is, is, is there like a philosophical problem, a philosophical reference to quantity versus quality? You know yeah, what I mean? it's like, if Ben was with four people on one trade track and Peter <laughs> yeah. Grester was on the other, yeah, exactly. it's moral to and, kill Ben. And there was, there was no danger of anybody dying. Yeah. Would you kill Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Would you shoot Ben with a gun that I've just given you? Distressing the other four significantly. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well Stack uh, report? Stack report, alright, let's do that What have you brought hey, this hey, week? This is a question Because I I've tried to um, Kowtow To your tyrannical vegan regime <laughs> And um, I've brought The king of gummy snacks Which is Haribo mm. um, And I was actually looking at it On the way here Thinking that you actually might be able to eat this uh, I don't know Because the, the, the Haribos you've bought They are shaped like Smurfs Which I don't think are vegan that's true. Oh, no, wait. Uh, James just pointed out that there's a much more contentious ingredient than the one that I was going to point out. I was going to be like, where are you at with beeswax? Oh. And then there's like meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I found that out like uh, in first year university, I tried going vegetarian for the first time and I was having gummies and uh, the girl I see at the time said like, you know, there's meat in that, right? And it felt like someone had reached deep into my childhood and were like, every delicious snack killed mm-hmm. an animal. Yep, yep. No way around it. It is weird that in 2015, we're still. There's no better way. There's to no get better it. way than. Can, you'd think you have to use like amber trapped in 
I was going to no, say that, blood, that, blood trapped in the, amber. No, that's the best way to make a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but James has brought snacks. I, have you? I've brought you your gummy competition. Oh actually. my goodness! Right. Okay. Um, so again, none of these are vegan. That's fine. So. <laughs> I also I. Not only did I exclude you in this way, I brought another thing just for Ben, uh, because I know. Oh my God! I know how your your goal is always to make the most annoying noise for the audience, yep. and I just wanted to oh, get you on oh, the Calippo. The Calippo, thank you so much. Oh, the Calippo. I now, just think it'll make the next forty minutes really unbearable. Uh, oh my goodness! Thank uh, you so much. I'm long-time gonna... listeners to the show would remember. I think one of the Riley sisters brought us Calippos one time, was and it was it was a real dark day. Oh, uh, it was, and the amount of complaints we got that week were they skyrocketed mm-hmm. oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, um, so but hang i did bring you some rice cakes <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I, I, I wanted to just get you plain rice cakes but they didn't have any so i got you some pretty shit ones right oh you've got me tomato ones have you mm-hmm. oh well these will be loud thank you very much ben <laughs> mm-hmm. made with whole grain rice mm-hmm. boy. and meat <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, welcome. Now, uh, James, as you may know, um, whenever we have a new guest on the podcast, we always ask them if they've ever bought or sold anything online. Yeah. And to you, we ask that question. Yeah. Uh, well, this is going to sound like a cry for help, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> I have. I put that on anything I do. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. First line of the novel. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I have like a lot of anxiety when I need to like buy something in a shop, even if I need it. If it's like a jacket and it's cold, I'll have anxiety over that. Sure. Now, how how far down does this go? Like, if you have to go to the shops to buy like milk, is that? Uh, it's tricky. Like uh, something that borders the line of extravagance. Right. Being like, okay. like, so if it's a new jacket, I can think I do own jackets. I could just go home and get one. So how far does buy. that go? It's like I could just wrap myself in cloth. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need shoes. I'm feeding nature shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have this game that I call Drunk Christmas, uh-huh. in which mm-hmm. uh, if I come home like from a party or something and I'm pretty drunk, I will then order a bunch of stuff online because mm. I won't feel bad about it or importantly remember it. And then in a few weeks, just some Christmas presents arrive. Sure. That is magnificent. Do you ever write notes to yourself? Like. I sometimes keep like, it up, James. <laughs> you say that <laughs> this this jacket I'm wearing now actually mm-hmm. came from one of those, and it did come with somewhat of a thumbs up to myself. <laughs> that is great. Is uh, the uh, second half of Drunk Christmas that you call all of your relatives and tell them that you're either disappointed or upset with them? <laughs> this <laughs> is course. very much a Hing family Christmas <laughs> tradition. Nothing? I don't yeah. think that's like canonical Christmas. Okay, activity. No, you put on how to make gravy and you just yeah. berate everyone. Yeah. What do you guys line up everyone at your Christmas and then rank the children? Is that a thing? That's... <laughs> actually, you know what? I, there was a thing. That happened like at two or three Christmases where my uncle used to stand up and go around the table and say what everybody had been doing that year. Wait, so he would ask people? No, or, I think he just. Or found... he, he would just sort of. Uh, here, here, he would open up the dossiers. Yeah, on it was almost then... like he had hired a private detective for everyone <laughs> except for me because, like, pretty, pretty often when he got to me, he'd be like, and Ben. Bloody loves his drama, doesn't he? And, then, <laughs> and is that in reference to a school subject or in reference to your sort of uh, penchant for yeah, just creating just picking fights with everybody over the course of a Christmas dinner? Um, but yeah, no, I do miss that in many ways. <laughs> um, well, Merry Christmas to you, James, and thank you very much for getting involved with this podcast, which is a one where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. Benjamin, you yep. kick us off? I do. I will. I do. I can. <laughs> I must. Um, this was sent in by listener Jay Freeman. Hey, he's been doing good work recently. Jay Freeman is doing bloody great work. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay Freeman. Um, and it's uh, from Gumtree. And I feel like this answers a lot of questions that we ask a lot on the podcast. Okay. Okay. It's from Gumtree. And it's this. Pick up for free. Broken Ouija board. (laughs) I'm not getting any ghosts from this thing. (laughs) Well, well, James. Well, James. I am wanting to get this off my hands ASAP. As you know, you cannot throw a Ouija board out. As you know. The RSLs monitor that. (laughs) So I would like to give this to someone for free. I've had this board for eight years. In this time, <laughs> nothing has happened. <laughs> However, since my housemate stepped on it and broke the glass two weeks ago, the house has been thrown into disarray. <laughs> now you're thinking, oh, this is just like whatever, like just general disarray. No, no, let me count the ways. Because <laughs> from this point on, the ad... Does he say let me count the ways? Well, from this point, the ad is dot-pointed. How do I haunt thee? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. So... One, 
doors slamming by themselves. <gasps> Two chairs being thrown across the porch. So far, it's wind. <laughs> no, noticeably, noticeably, that doesn't say by themselves. <laughs> the house, who keeps throwing all these chairs? I can imagine a pissed off housemate sick of stepping on Ouija boards everywhere he goes. It's just sign of regular place. The lock on my bedroom door shooting out of the lock. What? Yeah, so I think that means his door unlocking? I don't know. That could have just be an existential crisis for the lock. <laughs> the lights in the house turning off by themselves. All of the dishes in the sink falling out of the holder by themselves. (laughs) The weird thing is this guy has said very explicitly at the top that he has a housemate. Yeah. But he's pretending that he lives alone. Like all of these things can be explained by another person being in the house. Exactly. Yeah. Or just things that... Rent not being paid. (laughs) By itself. (laughs) There hasn't been a housemate here for 20 years. (laughs) Um have had constant nightmares every night of entities in the house. Well, don't blame that on the Ouija board, mate. <laughs> the house is noticeably a lot colder. <laughs> Could as, that be winter? As we come into winter. <laughs> this is not only uh, Jay Freeman's favourite, he mentioned in the message, but my favourite too. Um, so, so far we're like, yeah, okay, that's... All these things can be explained by the housemate or the wind. Mm-hmm. A perfect image of a shark forming in the sand right outside the front door. <laughs> go shark, go shark. <laughs> a, a perfect. Where, where a, is a this? Perfect image of a shark forming in the sand right outside the front door. I mean, that is that is beautiful for a number of reasons. Number one, what is a perfect image of a shark? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It's not an image of a perfect shark. It's the perfect, perfect image, image of, of a shark. shark. It's that like photorealistic exactly. in sand. Who knows? Or maybe it's just like you look at it and it's just a symbol, but you know. It's like that is the your... essence of shark. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, who has sand? What, what, what kind of beach abode is this person living in? I was in? thinking there is... about that. Yeah. Maybe it is just a shark's beached itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, <laughs> and finally, <laughs> riddle me this. <laughs> Guests not feeling comfortable in the house. <laughs> If you happen to have a safe place you can store this Ouija board, please take this off my hands ASAP. Thank you so much, Jay Freeman, for sending that in. How do you not lead with the shark? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, like, okay, so the dishes have been, uh, a bunch of stuff is shutting on its own and opening on its own. Also, there's sharks. (laughs) There are sharks around. That that does not make any sense to me. A sand shark can never be a postscript. (laughs) I feel like... Okay, so, like, just to take the questions that this raises in order... Mm -hmm. You know how very often we're just like, why are you giving this away for free? Just throw it out. Yes. Like so often. That's that's a question we ask so much in this podcast. Yes. This is the only time that question's been answered, which is, as you know, you can't throw a Ouija board out. Now, do you think that you can't throw a Ouija board out because that's like, that's how you get Jumanji? (laughs) 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 Like careless idiots Mm. throwing out haunted board games is how you get Jumanji. Is that how you, is that how they, is there an origin story for the Jumanji? Because he, Robin Williams finds it. Yeah, right. He finds it in an attic, doesn't he? So who? I don't it know before? if I've seen Jumanji. What do you mean? Is it not? Is it not willed? Is it not bequeathed to them or something? You've got to spend one night in a haunted house and you get a Jumanji. Does anyone know if that Zach Braff thing was a prequel? <laughs> <What> Zach Braff. <laughs> thing? He, he has Scrubs. the, he the, the Jumanji sequel. Really? What? Yeah, yeah. There's like a follow-up of the Jumanji universe. It's not Jumanji Two. It's got some other name, but, but it's, it's within it's, the Jumanji universe. Jumanji verse. Yeah. Are you are you not talking about Zathura? Probably. See, the guy who made Jumanji <laughs> made another movie yeah, with the exact universe. premise of Jumanji, right? But in space. Interesting. He had one idea. Okay, so is, is the point of that is there's a haunted board game in space? Or? So, no, it's like instead of going to a jungle, you go to space. Oh, wait. I see. Yeah. With the Scrubs and Patch and um, Patch Adams Jumanji and Jatusha, is um, Zach Braff just living Robin Williams' career backwards? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's like the opposite of Jack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like in like, oh, let me just work this out. In about ten years' time, I think Zach Braff is going to make a film about a boy who ages completely normally. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey Ben, where is this from? Do you, does it say where it's from? It does not say where it's from. Right, no. because I got a recent letter in the council where I live in in bloody Hurstville, mate. 
uh, about a junk collection, and they specifically said no electronics, no heavy items, and no Ouija, Ouija boards. boards. <laughs> like, but seriously, what do you think? Do you think this is like if you throw out a Ouija board, it just turns up the next day? Uh, or do you think? So, 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 sorry. The question is: Do you think it's like, as you know, you cannot throw away a Ouija board, or mm-hmm. as you know, you should not throw away a Ouija board? Right. I see. So, are you saying do the laws of the universe dictate that if you throw it away, it will come back, yeah, or are you yeah. saying if you throw it away, bad luck will rain upon you forever, or just somebody will find it and Ouija their way oh. into sand shark territory or whatever? Like, yeah, I guess like if you had a monkey's paw, it wouldn't be okay to just chuck that in the recycling, mm. like. You have to find a suitable way to dispose of that. Yeah, that's because that is an like an animal body part that needs to be buried, right? Like, like Wait, you, you can't put those in recycling? I don't think so. Hey, um, what is a Ouija board? Like physically, yeah. is a Ouija board just a board? Or what does it have on it? Does it have markings on it? Like I've never seen one. I've never, You've never seen one. a Ouija board? No, I grew up in a very religious household. Also, none of my friends are weird. <laughs> it looks like if someone from like a uh, Wiccan group or like medieval Wiccan group uh, tried to make a keyboard. <laughs> a keyboard. Like, also, there's letters and stuff. Yeah, on it. it's yeah. like etched into wood, and there's a little dome like a trackpad up the top. So how does yeah. this break? How did it break? Well, the dome. Is like, cause when, like and the, the dome is the thing that everyone puts their hand on, and then everyone moves it around, and you write down the letters. Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah. Right. And so the housemate stood on the dome, which I mean, Collie, you know, you're a scientist. Domes are actually quite hard to break up. Right? Well, yeah, he had to get there in some force. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he stood on it, and then got really crossed with his housemate, and basically started fucking up his shit. <laughs> is, is my understanding. So we're we're presuming that nothing was happening to him beforehand. And then the housemate broke the board. But yeah. for all we know, the housemate had been pestered by ghosts for eight fucking months. Yeah. And he decided, like, I'm sick of this and stomped the damn Ouija board. That's a very good point. Not, not eight months, Kyle. Eight years. Oh, God. Where, Lord. where would one even get a Ouija board if you wanted one? Um, I actually, Do they still make them? 7 you know I, no, You joke. I was in Games Paradise the other day uh-huh. and they were selling a Ouija board. Oh, so you can just buy them? Yeah. So Because uh, the, the way I think of a Ouija board is it's like you, it's something you inherit from like a, a grandparent. Again, or you're thinking or, of Jumanji. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but like, yeah, I remember even like at the age of like fifteen, mm-hmm. being like, "Nah, man, like you know, um, uh, like you don't want to mess with that stuff." <laughs> like seriously, I remember being really scared of these things. When you were fifteen, that was peak. That was peak charmed, though. You know what I mean? That's so, true. That's so true. a lot of witchcraft is in the zeitgeist. It was the perfect confluence of I think peak charmed and the craft was just mm. maybe some leaving Buffy the zeitgeist. The Buffy, yeah. Buffy was probably yeah. happening around that time. Yeah. Oh man. But um, I mean, so have you got have you either of you ever used a Ouija board before? Uh, man, the dangerous. <laughs> Stay away. I've, I've got that like um because around that time period, both of my sisters were about like thirteen and fifteen, uh-huh, and yeah. I was uh like eight, so right. I wasn't enough of this world to know that it's shit. Uh, yeah. So I just like would every so often get introduced to evil magic. <laughs> so, <laughs> here we're doing some magic today. So wow. wait, so your sisters because uh, the you know the, the kind of traditional sort of older sister younger brother relationship yeah. is that you know oh my older sister made me play with dolls or whatever turn you into think. a toad yeah yeah but yeah. in this instance it's they she corrupted my soul and made me <laughs> yeah so what was your experience with uh, with the dark arts who'd you chat with see uh, I think it, um, where they fell down was my sister I think it was just a cooler way to be goth for sure, like sure. for a couple of years in it's, the western yeah. suburbs it's the goth hipster yeah yeah, yeah. so um, mostly what it was was uh, my sister just talking every so often about how vampires are like <laughs> vampires be <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's cloudy outside that's probably the bats coming to yeah, roost and absolutely. can you only talk to dead people with a Ouija board yeah it's not like Skype you can't <laughs> right, so you can't you can't Ouija the town across who also have a Ouija board no, I don't. Well, look, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe everyone has their call signs like well, CB radio. Yeah, well, I think actually what you'd need to do is if you wanted to, if you wanted to talk to someone living, yeah, you just need to get a ghost and, and talk to them. And the ghost pass is like, on a message. And the ghost is like, finish my unfit. It's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But um, before, <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. But uh, could you go one town over <laughs> and tell them that their local sports team is terrible? And the ghost is like, oh, I guess. <laughs> okay. Who, if this was like haunting Uber, that would be fucking <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> look, I, I'm sick of it. All right, I'm just going to call up. Yeah, mate, can you just go over, um, yeah. rattle some chains? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the new sharing economies, you know. Yes, <laughs> you know, really changing things on the spectral plane. Who's the bad man who talks to dead people on television? What? Oh, John Edwards? John Edwards. So, uh, could you... Well, my, my thought is, with all these Ouija boards happening around the world, wouldn't John Edwards' frequencies be like, 
Wouldn't it just be impossible? It would be if it wasn't a massive charlatan. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's all fake. It's all yeah. fake. Yeah. Okay. Uh, James, do you have one? Yep. Let's go through. This comes from Maddie Lucas. Thank you, Maddie. Hey, thank you, Maddie. Uh, Osage Orange. Approximately eight Osage oranges. <laughs> alternate alternate names. Hedge apple. Horse apple. Hedge. Bodark. Boris de Arc. <laughs> Yellowwood. Mock orange and bowwood. Ripe or overripe. Some not in good condition. <laughs> Look on the internet for uses. You will need to pick them up at my house. <laughs> so this is a person selling... Eight oranges? Yeah, basically eight eight weird oranges. Right. Oh, here's a photo of I, the I prefer oranges. to call them hedge apples. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And an Osage orange, as far as I know, is just a weird orange. Right, okay. Is it is it a weird it, it tastes like an orange? Should I should I Google what the uses Please of Please do like the like the ad suggests. W- will you be able isn't to Google that... anything that isn't the movie though? The Osage Orange County movie. Uh uses. Meryl Streep. <laughs> 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 um okay. Commonly, um, oh, we've got some more. We've got some more um, names. Uh, <laughs> Monkey Ball is another one. It's good. It's good. It's um, also a very good video game. Sure. Facts and myths about hedge apples. Um, Osage Orange is a small to medium-sized tree having a short trunk or rounded irregular crown. Who, who is spreading myths? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, uses. The wood is extremely hard, heavy, and durable. The fruit Same. is a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, this is what it says. It says the fruit of the Osage orange is a nuisance. Every in- bloody day I'm <laughs> trying to get through my life. In the home landscape and has little value. Hedge apples are not an important source of food <laughs> for wildlife Almost birds and animals find the fruit unpalatable. <laughs> unpalatable. Is there a price on these eight useless oranges, James? Uh, there isn't, actually. I think it's just name it. So it's... this is thematically exactly the same as the, the Ouija, Ouija board. board. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Ben, are there, are there, when it says check the internet for uses, you look it up, the first thing is it is useless. Animals yep. do not want to eat this. Yep. If you decide to pick hedge apples... Um, it would be wise to wear gloves. The milky juice in the stems uh, can irritate the skin. And then we get to the use. Because if they're already ripe and overripe, these are only good as projectiles. Yeah. yeah. I feel like maybe maybe you could take them to a to an amateur theatre show you don't like. Sure, sure. This is how people... Maybe of to... Osage Orange County. Yeah. Like... This is how people who go to artisanal markets egg houses. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like this person really decided that what they like like to be a bit honest but be a bit cagey to be like look i mean if you want to know the uses google it and he's really <laughs> betting that people don't follow through with that yeah, and what like, i don't oh. understand again is that they're not selling these things yeah so they're not trying to get rid of this shitty product for any other reason other than to just make somebody's life a little bit more <laughs> nuisance filled now do you think that someone here because of the alternate names yeah why do you think they've listed all those do you think people who are looking for a hedge apple don't know that it's also known as as an Osage orange? This is search engine optimization. Oh, yeah. right. So they're like, oh, look, they might be searching for a horse apple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these, a lot of the ingredients outside of the Osage orange, which has its own kind of um, mysticism about it, um, do sound a lot like, like you name me one of the alternative names that doesn't sound like a key to middling ingredient in a spell. Mock orange? <laughs> Absolutely. What, put Eye of Newt and a mock orange? Yeah, a mock orange. Get a bloody real orange. Okay, maybe monkey ball, not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Hedge apple? Though you definitely put a monkey ball. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, again, like, is this an act of, like, oh, you, it is well known that you cannot throw out an Osage orange because if you do, if you throw out eight, next day you get 16. (laughs) Throw out 16 and you get 32. Yeah, exactly. I'm just now at this point proving that I can double numbers. (laughs) What comes next? 64. Nice one. 128. This on, is the counting on, hour. How far can you keep going, man? I can't anymore. <laughs> 256? There you Correct. go. Correct. <laughs> well done, Benjamin. All right, let's go one more time. One more round. Double or nothing. 512? Yep. This is, this is, <laughs> this is this where is, we really get to this. This is the spelling bee follow-up. This is the podcast now. How high can Ben count? Oh, I know I say this a lot, but like I really hope that you're not somebody like on a road trip with a friend. Because I know that like a lot of people 
who, who I talked about this podcast, like when they when they say, oh, when they, like when I meet them, they're like, oh, I listen to this on like my way to work and stuff, and like or I listen to it mm. on a road trip. I really, I, I'm so sorry if you are the one of those people who's been like, oh, listen to this podcast, I really like it, and your friend's like, great, and <laughs> now you're sitting, and now you're sitting there in silence, and nobody wants to say. Three minutes of that. It was just a man trying to double numbers. Um, hey, try. He bloody succeeded. He did. That's true. He nailed it. That's true. Got all the way to 512. Yep. Nailed Which it. is the end of the numbers. <laughs> Why would you need to count past one, one day we'll know what comes next. <laughs> I hear IBM are working on a yeah. computer. Yeah. I got a deep blue equivalent for doubling numbers. Uh, hey, I'm going to share this one with you guys. This is taken from the Portland area in uh, Oregon. You might mm-hmm. know. You might be familiar with that. Town Place. or city. Uh, I need kittens right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I fucked that up. I meant to say I need kittens right meow. Oh, <laughs> that's what goodness. that's what it's written. Oh. <laughs> and then the text. This is taken from Craigslist, and the text is this: Help! <laughs> I want to rent your kittens. Needed for two hours. They need to be old enough to eat solid food, but still kitten size. Mm-hmm. My wife's birthday is next week. Yep. She loves kittens. Sure. I will pay $40 to rent your kittens for one and a half to two hours. Per kitten? Does I, will, say- doesn't, I will transport the kittens in an air-conditioned car. Oh, that's good. No expense spared. <laughs> and will leave something of value with you as collateral. <laughs> I don't know, my passport or something. <laughs> I live in southeast Portland. Please let me know if you can help. Also, text or call me if you know anyone who might be able to help. It's from Dan. Okay. Um, how many kittens did Dan say that he wants? Well, it's two kittens. No more, no less. No more, no less. He needs two kittens for his wife's birthday. Yeah, this is going to be a really shitty present because she, he's going to walk in holding two kittens. Her eyes will light up and go, oh, wow, you got me kittens? Well, rented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like... It's like uh, what is the one thing you've wanted every every day? You've told me the thing you want for your birthday. He's like for kittens, kittens for half an hour. <laughs> no, I just said kick for half an hour. Look, it's, I've only got them for two hours. It's, it's a forty minute drive there and back. The guy has my passport and your birth certificate. <laughs> he seemed he seemed, I'll be honest, pretty dodgy. <laughs> And I don't know how long it takes to do identity theft, but we do need to get these kittens back. Were you to drop the sentence, honey, have you seen my passport? I need to organise something for your birthday. (laughs) Sets the expectation so much higher than here's some temporary cats. Do you think think maybe it's a situation of he doesn't like kittens, she likes kittens, and in his own kind of weird way, right? Mm -hmm. He has actually kind of like roboted his way into... Oh, thing where everybody's happy. So what he's going to do mm. is he's going to be like, I love you so much that I bought you these two kittens and you just bloody enjoy them. And then she plays with them and then he's like, hey, have a nap. Because <laughs> you're all tuckered out from playing with the kittens. And then when she wakes up, he's like, darling, something terrible has happened. <laughs> and you know what they say, it is better to have loved and lost. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it's often... Now, please, I need to take an air-conditioned car for a drive. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the meowing in my jacket. <laughs> it is often on this podcast, Ben, that you will float a ridiculous scenario and that my robot brain will be like, that seems like an all right idea. <laughs> because I, uh, as listeners would know, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, I have incredible allergies that are just the worst. Mm. Uh, and I cannot imagine trying to live with a cat. It would be... Just it would be trauma all over the all yeah. over the shop. But but if it was uh, my wife's birthday, if I was married and had a wife and yeah. it was her birthday, yeah. I could imagine thinking, I'll get her some bloody cats for two hours, and I will endure those horrible cats for two uh, entire hours. Yeah, and she'll bloody love it. Gosh, your partner is just she's just really hit the She's bloody jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, between so, this and me being advertised as a bachelor, yeah, it, it, I mean, we are just nailing it. In, in some ways, I think sometimes she looks at that the, those bachelor sort of press releases and is and is like sort of taken to a to a like kind of wonderful imaginary place where that's real. <laughs> She's like, oh, maybe he'll leave. Maybe <laughs> we have we, me and Anya actually have an interesting quandary, which is um, so we have a kitty that we love very much, mm-hmm. but since Anya's gone to New York. Um, and because I'm moving out of the flat, we, we um, like have left the kitty with... Uh, in the uh, street. In the street. <laughs> so we gave it a little flick knife <laughs> and, a, and a really cool bandana. And we you were renamed like, it Top Cat. We were like, go start a gang. <laughs> but not like a really violent gang, just no. a mischievous gang. Yeah, like a, like a Mr. Mistopheles gang. <laughs> and look out for Officer Dibble. <laughs> and, uh, I'll, what other, what I'll, other? and I'll do the voice. 
<laughs> I won. Uh, what other famous cats have? Uh, so anyway, in New York, there's a bunch of like cat fostering uh, opportunities, basically, which is why this is so strange, to be honest. Um, what do you mean cat fostering? So like, as in putting a cat up for or taking a cat from? Taking a cat from. Well, right. I guess, but well, I guess you can't have one without the other. Well, no, <laughs> but you've got to make cats somehow, all right? Sure. <laughs> so like, there's two options, right? You can foster a kitten, mm-hmm. um, which means that you foster a kitten for a while and then they, they need quite a lot of attention, and also you'll get really attached to this little bunny kitten, and then someone will be like, okay, I'm ready for it, and you'll get, you'll, you know. But you, mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. like an unlimited. That's like kittens on tap. You know what I mean? Like every now and again, someone will just drop a kitten off. How long does a kitten stay a kitten for? Depends on the cat. Right, six months or something, a yeah. year, something like that. So you could, so you can just cycle in and out. Yeah. Drop off your fully grown cat back at the shelter. Sure, but like, yeah. So the thing is, like, you are looking after a kitten while, like, the, I guess the papers are being signed for mm-hmm. its new home. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, okay, the pros, unlimited kittens. Mm-hmm. Okay. The cons, quite high maintenance. They, they, they might be like you know a little bit sick because they'll be young and you'll have to take care of them blah blah, yep. blah. and also that constant stress of just cycling through them like obviously acclimatizing a new kitten to the house every two weeks there's no like stasis does right? the kitten so stability rather well would a kitten imprint on you? I don't know how animals work but kittens imprint and right that's, well that's the that's the other problem like every two weeks you have that heartbreaking thing of like the kitten being like meow <laughs> yeah walking okay. down the highway looking back at you yeah, yeah. get out because <laughs> um, then every two weeks you have to Harry and the Hendersons that kitten. <laughs> so, so what is what is the quandary you find yourself in? Because the alternative, right, is called a phospus. A phospus? Yeah, where you take a cat that is not. Is that a foster hospice? Yeah, that's a there, yeah, right? That okay. is not necessarily e- e- gonna live very long. Oh, but will live longer than a kitten would have stuck around. Right, so, so it's like get... in its twilight years, right. it's like a chilled out kitty. Okay. It's just going to luxuriate in a sunbeam uh-huh. and you can cuddle it. And right. there, but there is a chance uh-huh. that before your allocated time is up, which is a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to be there for about 10 months. It could be like six or seven months. Right. That kitty will die. Okay. Now, Ben, what you've <laughs> skipped over in all of this is what you're doing with the cat you already own. She, she's top cat. Start, start a little gag. See, that, was, that was a fun gag we did. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with your cat, you irresponsible pet owner? The, the cat, the cat's up at Asquith with uh, with, uh, with Anya's mum. Oh, okay. So that yeah. cat's been that cat's fine. We'll come back. With. We'll come back, and the cat will hide us, and then it'll be fine. Okay. So you're wondering what you'll do for ten months to get a cat in New York City. Yeah. This is right. actually reminding me of um, an upsetting thing my nan does, where she <laughs> will only get animals that she reckons will live about as long as her. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> she oh. will kind of judge. Did, this, did this start when she was a kid? And she's like, "Okay, well, it's a tortoise. It's been going for about a decade." Wow, now. <laughs> has has she outlived these bloody animals as well? Yes, every one of them. <laughs> she's not great at taking care of them either. I mean, that's also that's a, great. And you've got to start worrying when she's like, "Meet Birdie, my housefly." Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's also great for her self esteem, right? If she's outliving these animals because she was like, "The doctors told me I wouldn't outlive the dog," but look at it. Yeah. That dog died of poisoning, <laughs> and I'm still fine. <laughs> yeah, it feels like every time your nan gets an animal, it ends in it like becomes a deadly game of. <laughs> it's, it's a long form like any long term relationship, a Mexican standoff. To yeah, mm. she's actually what she's done is she has entered into a pet tontine every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's weird also that she changes her will so that the cat gets everything if it outlives her. Yeah, Seems unnecessary. Time. Seems spiteful to the rest of the Collie family. I think. And then she also like kind of like just just for a token thing puts like ten bucks in a cat's name, right? And yep. also makes the cat make a little will to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, would you guys like one? Speaking of pets, let's move along. Uh, I like this one. It's very very short, mm-hmm. and it just tells a story. Okay, <laughs> and it's from uh, Tapping in WA. Hello WA, and it goes like this: ten dollars, young female rat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Given as an unwanted gift. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> People interested in her as a pet only inquire. Oh. That is the whole ad. Friends only. Now the first... The f- no, in a, as a pet only. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought it said as a friend only. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yeah, more. Strictly platonic. Yeah. Um, Keep it in your pants. The... <laughs> this is not those fuck rats you usually troll exactly. for. <laughs> when I saw this ad, the first thought that I had was... How badly do you misjudge a friendship <laughs> to give someone a rat? 
<laughs> and they're like, oh, heavens no. And it's <laughs> like, a swing for the fences. Like, you know, when yeah, you're buying yeah. a wrap for a yeah. gift, it's like, this is either going to be the best gift of their life or I'm going to be asked to leave. Yeah. Do you ever do that thing where you're going to go buy someone a present and you go to a shop and you've got a thing in your mind, but you've got a limited amount of time. You go to the shop and they don't have the thing that you wanted to get them, yeah. i.e. a cat or a fish or something. Sure. And you go down the list and you're like, well, what have you got? Just, I'll take anything. <laughs> I'm already at the shop. We're going to be at the party in 20 minutes. And they're like... All we've got is this one female rat at the shop. <laughs> that, to be honest, we just found. Yes. <laughs> um, it, mean, is, it, is, it is in a trap. Yes, it is in a trap. <laughs> I mean, the rat, the rat is that not... That or the sack of lizards. Take one. <laughs> <laughs> the rat is not really the uh, JB Hi-Fi voucher of the animal kingdom. Like... <laughs> yeah, in that it cannot be exchanged for anything. No, You can't, but also you can't go anywhere not... and swap a rat for something, can you? Uh, the Black Plague is the only <laughs> thing I think it's, a rat is refundable for. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I just love to know, like, what the, all right, Rove, what the back and forth, <laughs> but I, what I would like to know is bloody what the, um, okay, let's, let's go around the whole, do you know what else is interesting, sorry, do you know what else is interesting about this, mm-hmm. that they're not selling a rat and a cage and a little rat feeder and all that, they're selling a rat, which is an unwanted gift, which right. to me suggests that the present was just the rat, just the rat and nothing else, which is doubly bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing though. You like show up with a rat in your head. Tears. Yasser Ara Rat is your new gift. How long have you been sitting on that for, Colin? <laughs> Ten, six years. <laughs> it's, or it's like when somebody like gives you a book or a bottle of wine and you know exactly like, from the shape of it. It's just this like rat shaped thing in, <laughs> in wrapping paper. And you're like, oh. <laughs> One of those shit gift bags that they picked up from Golo on the way yeah. through. <laughs> but it's like, not A, who gives someone a rat, but B, who gives someone a rat, which I don't, I don't reckon rats cost very much at all. No. And it's like, here is a thing um, that even if you do like, will cost you another $60 to not have, like, eat your face. Do you, can you think of someone in your life, Ben, or Collie, can you think of someone in your life who you would give a rat to who would enjoy having a rat out of spite yeah two different questions yeah <laughs> oh, i see i see because i do it to send a, a powerful message right <laughs> just, you made a lot of eye contact with me when you said that Ben. i'm just saying when the police come a knocking <laughs> and you're thinking about whether or not you're going to talk <laughs> and then all of a sudden so <laughs> ding dong who's that oh it's a courier <laughs> Oh, officer, I have to retract my statement. Yeah. So maybe that's someone I would send it to. I cannot think of anyone. Oh, actually, no, sorry. I can think of one person in my life who I would give a rat to, and that is former guest on the show, Becky Lucas, who is a big fan of rats. Really? She's a big, big fan of rats. Really? Yeah. Uh, but, but again, maybe it's all talk, and maybe if I gave her a rat, the rat would be on Gumtree in the next two weeks or something. I don't maybe know. that's the thing. Maybe we're giving the, the gift giver... Like too much grief here. Mm. Maybe it's that thing of somebody talks a big rat game. Yeah, and then and then and then it's like, like okay, oh, well there you go. This There's a rat. There's a rat. And this like, did not fulfill me in the way I thought it would. Yeah, you know what? I thought the rat would solve all of my problems, yeah. but it turns out being a person that owns a rat will not bring <laughs> will not end my loneliness. Can you imagine being a person who totally defines themselves by loving rats but not owning one? Like you've got like <laughs> what you've got on your wall. You've got like a poster for Willard. You've got like. <laughs> So Mr. S- like Master Splinter. What's Mr. Splinter? <laughs> Mr. Splinter. Yeah. It's please, he... please. My father no, is Mr. Splinter. Call <laughs> 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 me giant rat man. <laughs> I think do you have one? I do indeed. This is also taken from Craigslist and it's entitled Get Paid to Use Me as a Footstool. <laughs> So this is the. I mean, we've we've kind of seen uh, ads like this before on the podcast, but there's there's something I want to yeah, know. Yeah, there was this. a guy who wanted to be a dance floor. Yeah, the guy wanted to be a dance floor. Guy wanted to be a doormat. Etc. Yeah. It's, it's it's in that vein. It's like a fucking kindergarten. What do you want to be <laughs> yeah. when you grow up? Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for mean girls that would like to get paid just to simply use me as a footstool. Mm-hmm. Looking for two or more women. I can clean, serve, give foot massages, and do any chores needed around the house. I don't think you can do that as a footstool, mate. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know if you know what a bloody footstool does. Just sit there. Let yeah. me use you. I'm willing to pay $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. I am young, muscular, attractive, 23 years old. If you have girlfriends that would be interested in being served as well, uh-huh. I would be willing to pay more. This would require literally no effort. You can completely ignore me. <laughs> If anyone's curious or interested, let me know. Thank you. And there's a picture there of, I don't know if it's him uh, and two women, but there's certainly a picture there of two women with their uh, sitting on a couch with their feet. And they really don't look like they're having a good time. No. Well, that's part of being a mean girl, I think. They're I really mean, ignoring him. I, yeah, I mean, that's definitely not a stock image. 
Like, I don't know. I don't know be. if you Google image search that that comes up. Right. That's definitely like he's. Oh, that's a bit sad actually because I think I don't think he's ever really had any takers on this, oh. and he's had to be like, "Hey, can you just do this photo shoot for me?" He's like, "Why? Just do it. No reason." <laughs> so yeah, I mean, a this guy fundamentally misunderstands what a footstool does. Mm-hmm. Explain to me, either of you, how you can give a foot massage while being a footstool. <laughs> you just can't, um, like, unless your arm um, bend backwards in a weird way. Yeah, I guess. And then, what, and what, then what are you holding up the front part of your body with your face? Oh no, just your core strength. Do you think you could make yourself like an, an L on the, like an inverse, like as a right angle, holding up your body while giving someone a massage? I think I would kneel. I think I would be like that jagged Tetris piece that no one likes. Sure. I would be. That's often how I describe it. Yeah. <laughs> I would be legs, legs uh, which are parallel to the floor. Sure. And feet parallel to the floor, right? And then knees at right angles. Yep. The knees and, and upper legs. Where are my feet going? Your feet are ballet pointed. Uh, towards the back of your body. Back what? <laughs> and I'm, I'm just in the corner jacking it. <laughs> you're kneeling down. And what I'm saying is you're kneeling down and then you bend your front, you bend your top half over like that, right? And then no, someone puts the their person, legs... Yeah, this person using you as a footstool, where are my feet Oh, lying? right. Uh, uh, well, this, certainly this isn't you doing it. This is some mean girls doing it to me. Sure. I'm not sure, letting sure, anyone sure. ride this bloody train. But if it was just for a photo shoot. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> then you would be, I think, on... Your feet would be on my lower back, I think. Okay. And then I would... Use my incredible flexibility to reach around, grab your feet, give them a little tickle. Did any mention this ability for your Cleo Bachelor of the Year thing? This is the sort of thing. <laughs> this is the sort of thing. Well, okay. What I find interesting about this, mm. I mean, and again, we've seen ads like this before on the podcast, but it's this phrase. I'm willing to pay $20 an hour, right? I, and then he says, blah, blah, blah. I, be, I would be willing to pay more, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in the economics of this. Sure. Do you think he is he is like lowball twenty dollars an hour because he likes as part of this whole like like uh, subservient yeah subservient being dominated thing he wants you to haggle with him and rip him off as part of it? Oh, because that's like quite better, isn't it? Or do you think that section of it is completely separate? Oh, it's like it's like look, there's business and pleasure. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like okay, you know what? If you want to do different rates, I don't really do that. Talk to my agent. <laughs> My footstool agent, and I just like to keep these things separate. I'm yeah. scum. By the way. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like I like the idea of him offering a very, very professional service with like standard rates that he can apply. Blah blah blah. But then when you when you go to negotiate, he's like, no, I'm fucking hardball. This. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had friends like uh, be approached through like Twitter and things like that to uh, for from guys who want to be like have abusive messages sent to them. And like Excuse say, like, me? yeah, but Latham. Uh, that's what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but like people will request, like, um, hey, can you like message me mean things, and I'll pay you so much. Are these are these are these traditionally women who are, who are yes. having this this thing asked of them? Yes, right. yeah. Man, I would do that. That's kind of, my my friend. Like, uh, just went, yeah, sure. Like, why not? I uh, and yeah. made like some money off doing this. But I always imagined it would be a very hard job to quit because if you say things like. All right, I hate this. This is gross. You're pathetic. <laughs> Leave me alone. It'd be like, damn right. Yeah. <laughs> the check's in the mail. <laughs> you'd have to just start sending really life-affirming... <laughs> oh, you'd be like, you're better than this. Yeah, you yeah. You don't deserve this. Go on, just go. You're a go b- on, just go. And then, and then you have to Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Would you, uh, Ben, would you ever have use for a human footstool? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. This person is paying you. And, That's what I mean. And they okay. will do. Would you? W- okay. Would you accept twenty dollars an hour for a guy to be in your apartment? That's the thing. Now, here's the thing. He says that you can just ignore me. Okay. And if you think, <laughs> if you think that is something that is within your skill set to do, yep. to ignore a human footstool while you <laughs> yeah. just go about your day, just watching The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've been. I've like you know been pretty fucking broke before. <laughs> And like I mean, you know, when we lived together, we mm. were both we were both pretty oh. like pretty broke. We were scraping barrels. And if somebody was like, you know, you know, we used to play a lot of Mario Kart, for example. Yeah. And uh, if someone was like, if you do that for three hours and put your feet on me while you do it, I'll uh, give you sixty dollars. I don't think mm. if he didn't talk. Yeah. If you're watching, like if you're watching Homeland, and this, and you have your feet up on this person, would you feel obliged to like share with them the plot and what's happening in case they're missing? Because they that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Because yeah. I think that no matter how professional this human footstool is, which like between between the three of us, I don't reckon he's got what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> he's full of shit. Like let's. <laughs> Like when he says, "Oh yeah, I'll also clean the house." It's like, are you a footstool or are you some sort of like um, what uh, Roomba? Like, <laughs> fuck! If I actually, if somebody was like, "I will be a human Roomba," 
Do you mean cleaner Ben? You mean cleaner? No, no. I mean, I mean someone who will like a Roomba. Just glide along your floor and suck bump them into shit. Yeah. Like, I want them to clean in that direction until they hit a table leg, and yeah. then you can turn. Because oh, that's man. a lot more de- like that's the demeaning. Because I feel like the human footstool is like kind of an antiquated like dominance thing. Mm. I feel like the next step dom- is the human Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> do Do either of you have a Roomba at your house? This is one of the few absurd purchases that Anya put her foot down on. And was like, you... so, what, she said yes to the to, to the soda machine you have. Yeah, yeah. She's... And then she was like, she was like, you can do this, but like honestly, this is the stupidest fucking. Because our apartment is the the amount of carpet in our apartment. There is less carpet in our apartment than in this room that we're currently. But also, your apartment has like a lot of small stairs in it, doesn't it? Yeah. So you, the Roomba can't climb stairs, can it? It's like a Dalek in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing stopping. Yeah. So you can't. Like yeah. so, oh, look, look, she was one hundred percent right. Yeah, like, let's, just so just so we're clear, there was absolutely no reason for you to get this Roomba. Other than uh, we divide the chores in the house pretty evenly, uh-huh. and one of mine was like doing the vacuuming every now and again, and she was like, "Are you outsourcing this to a robot?" <laughs> like, I thought you were making the argument as well that like like a like a puppy, like it needs room to roam. <laughs> like, well, it's cruel to lock a Roomba up. It's not cruel, but it's a waste of money, right? <laughs> like like just if it's if it's that small amount of room, then just. Do the fucking vacuum. Do you know what upsets me about a Roomba? And like, I always imagine that in any house that has a Roomba, in each of the corners, there's this little crescent shaped <laughs> thing of filth. No, because they don't they have like, un, un, wait, so you're saying because of the they way it's shaped, corner, it can't get into yeah. the corner. But surely there are ways, they have brushes or something that do that. No, right? I don't know, or man. No. I would love like the idea uh, of a novelty of having a Roomba going around, but with like, a cocktail kit strapped to the back of Great it idea. or like something freshly. So like every so often, by the time it makes its way back to my lounge, yeah, I it's will shake a want... martini. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really great idea. And, yeah. and also in many ways, that's not out of the skill set of the human Roomba. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Look, are you a human Roomba or are you a bartender? All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, want one? Yeah, let's move yeah, on. Sure. Suck my wart. Oh, oh boy. Okay, James. What like can you can you read one? <laughs> For a long just you said you want one, and then you said suck my wart, and now I don't want one. <laughs> For a long time I enjoy men who worship my feet and aren't afraid of sucking my wart as well. Which is making me upset. I have two big ones on both heels and one on the tip of my big toe. Oh. Would you come over and suck on it? Oh. Lick it full with pleasure and desire? Oh. And how much do you want it? No, How no, much no. is worth you to make love with my warts? Oh, you're, you want me to pay for this privilege, do you? <laughs> Oh. I've been doing this before and my boyfriend will be around so I can show him how much a man can endure these beautiful cauliflower shapes, rough growths <laughs> oh, on my feet. This is making me very upset. <laughs> oh, no. There's a picture as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this a man or a woman, do you know? doesn't say. I um, think this is in attitude very much the opposite of the last ad we just read. Yeah. <laughs> this, so this is a woman looking for a man to suck on her warts while her boyfriend watches. And it seems like a power play as well. That Clearly the boyfriend's grossed out by it. And she's like, a real man would pay for the privilege exactly. to yeah. suck these warts. Oh man, Do you want to get involved in that relationship? Even if you like sucking warts, do you want to get? Do you want to just like throw your towel into that ring? Yeah, even That's if this not, is like 100%, like, that ring, 100% your thing. Oh. And you've been thinking like, fuck, I just, I, mean, I want, like, I want someone to find, because like, you know, like that, there's that thing about the internet where it's like now we're at a point where like millions of people and millions can, of can people can actually just connect in, in the things that like yeah, you would have exactly. never have thought you would find exactly. someone who was, in, who, was your, who was your opposite in this again i find this very upsetting but if you're into it go for it yeah whatever but, but like i even if i was like this was like you know my fucking like holy grail of someone being like oh my god like, yeah this is I would, a human footstool i would be like i don't think this is about me <laughs> like i think this is very much something that you two need to sort out yeah and i think the footstool would draw a line here Ooh, this is a good point. Oh, like how how much do you think the footstool is? Worth? I mean, look, there are medical he doesn't, concerns. He hasn't set foot standards, though. Like, yeah. it's not like put only put your most attractive foot on me. Oh, you'd want socks. I, I, if I was a human foot, I mean, but I'm a germaphobe, so you know. <laughs> I, I think I think if the human footstool came to your house and was like, "No, nah, we're gonna have to have socks on," you'd be like, "Well, you should have put that in the ad." <laughs> like, yeah. I well, he's like, "Look, I'm already paying you. Come on, man." This seems quite um, like. It seems like, 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 I think you were saying that th- this is an argument that's escalated to an absurd point. And yeah. maybe without, like, maybe without them realizing it. Cause you know, when you can get really caught up in an argument and it spirals and spirals and spirals, mm. and then like, it's kind of takes someone from the outside to be like, oh, this is, this is madness. Yeah. Yeah. My big concern is when you turn up, if the boyfriend 
didn't know you were coming. Yeah, yeah. So, I like, mean, I've been doing this before, and my boyfriend will be around, so I can show him how much a man can adorn with those beautiful cauliflower shape. I, I reckon you could, like, what you show up and just be like, guys, you do love each other. Yeah. You can get beyond this. Yeah. yeah. So look into each other's eyes, remember? Remember those eyes you fell in love with? Yeah, that's great. This is an intervention. Oh, so you think we should take this? I don't want to risk it, though, Ben. I don't <laughs> want to turn up and they're like, suck it. You said you would, now get on board. <laughs> All right, very good. We do love each other. Now suck that board. Yeah. This was never, I mean, that was just a trap to get I you mean, in I think here. Even, I think it would be so awkward between you and the husband. Like, yeah. even if you did know about it, like, I, I just don't see a conversation that doesn't like go into a horrible place. Also, yeah, exactly. Like, can you imagine being in a fight with your girlfriend or wife? And then escalate to a point where you're like, all right, well, I'm bother you on Craigslist to solve this. And that's what I mean. Like, it is so irrational. Mm. Because, like, even if I accept her premise, this proves nothing. Exactly, yeah. This is, yeah. This is a sample size of one. Like, like Yeah, and, and there's nothing to... And also, it's she's saying, like, I'll show, I'll show him what a real man can do or whatever. Yeah. Can you imagine if that real man who turned up was old Michael Hing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No one's believing me like, oh, yep, masculinity, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Get on board. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if this is entirely to prove a point, I think she wants to vet this. You yeah. Know I mean? Because if this is about proving something to... Mm. Oh, no. Very upsetting. Oh, this is very upsetting, Hing. <laughs> Can you take us home with one? Yes. This one is also taken from Craigslist, and it's entitled, I'm a total bastard. Man for woman. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Do what I tell you I'm not interested <laughs> These are just some of the things <laughs> These are just some of the things You'll be leering if you answer this ad <laughs> Look at my range <laughs> I'm an idiot and I don't care about anyone but myself P.S. No dogs Okay Okay There is a lot going on here it's just, he's just, This guy's just auditioning He's auditioning He's a man looking for a woman no, this is his girlfriend yeah. putting up the ad, being like, "Oh, I can be. You. Let's. Oh, yeah, you want to be single? Let's see what you'd sound like." Here's yeah, your that, single ad right is, here. That is exactly what I think. I think this ad should start with like the unspoken thing at the start is, "And you be all like." like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I I legit thought this was a guy. You know how like actors turn up and they're like. Here is just some of my characters. Yeah. And he's like turned up and been like, yeah. all right. This is silly sailor. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, this guy's placed another <laughs> ad being like, I'm a total sea captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, sorry. Do what I tell you. <laughs> Do what I tell you. Yeah. Do mm. what I tell you. I've got another, I've got a better one okay, in I've got, I've got just do one more take. I'm not interested. Hey, when was the last time either of you guys auditioned for something? Ooh. Uh, I've only done it once. Oh, really? Uh, it was a Woolworths ad. And so I am a horrifically bad actor. And I, they were literally having us like walk through and just pick up some things. They went, walk through, look like you're shopping. Just pick up stuff, sure. look at it. An activity like, yeah. that you definitely have done before. Yeah. Like you didn't need to Daniel Day-Lewis this. No, no, no. <laughs> I, walked, I walked through. I look at some like cereal box or whatever, put it down, walk through. And then the director goes, all right, can you do it again? But like pretend you're shopping. <laughs> Is it one of those things that if you like looked back at the rushes, it's just you like picking up a box of cereal and then screaming at it and, put it, and you didn't realize you were doing any of that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I kept overhamming it, like, all brand, what dad used to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I've just given my character a lot of backstory. And I, think, I think that really shines through. I didn't ask because like, I know that a lot of, um, like, I, I certainly used to audition for a lot of stuff when I was like doing a lot of st- stand up and things because a lot of stand ups go for ads. Uh, and things And I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before But where I drew the line Because like the thing about ads is g- Going to a cattle call for ads Is like immensely humiliating mm. um, And like uh, really, really disheartening And like also when you realise Like when you look around the room You're like, oh, that's who I am Like, right. yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like this is like obviously all the agents have been like You like tiny dorky man And you look right, around yeah, yeah. And it's, like a, it's like a rough approximation of you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think um, Tommy Daslow does a really great bit about this Right Um but I remember like there was a point where, and, and, and sorry, the reason that you go through this is because if you do come out of it, that's just like, it's, it's an absurd amount of money. Mm. And I remember once I w- was doing one for a fast food company and... Name and shame, who was it? It was Kentucky Fried Chicken. And <laughs> oh, we have one of the honourable members of the <laughs> Colonels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were like, 
my job was in, in the brief, it was wacky housemate, and there was nothing wacky about this housemate other than he was there. And so, so the, wait, there was nothing in the script. They were just like, just can you be wacky in the background? Yeah, it was just, it was just while like, these two people enjoy these burgers. It was this weird thing where it was like, here's a reference point, and it was like Sheldon Cooper. And it's like the guy from Big Bang Theory. It's like, I do not know how to deliver that line like this man. Like, you, And so the line was like, have you tried this burger? And then I'd bite into the burger, right? right. And that was the whole fucking thing. Have you tried this burger? Whee! Bazinga! <laughs> have you tried this burger? It's called a bazinga. <laughs> uh, and they were like, okay, so just you know, walk in, walk up to the mark. Imagine there's somebody there, say the line and take a bite out of the burger. Yeah. And they were like... I was, they obviously didn't have a burger for me And so they handed me a balled up sock And they were like use this <laughs> And I was like ooh uh, I actually will just mime that, that is, If you look at my CV That is one of the, uh, one of the many skills I have I is, have in is, um, two years is, of tap And, and <laughs> not eating socks and I'll just mime it. They're like, well, everybody's used the sock. And I was like, that is rather the point. Was, <laughs> was it a green sock that they were going to key in the burger afterwards? <laughs> it was <laughs> actually, it, it was Andy Circus's sock. <laughs> <laughs> sock covered in ping pong balls. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was, so I did the thing. I bit the sock. I did the line. Oh. It took, it took. Four uh, hours. Well, it took four hours of just sitting you there. Just and then, spit out and the then, sock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then one minute of doing it. And then I was like, I'm not. Gonna do this. The thing again. is, Ben, as soon as you said, I, I'll just mime it, that was the moment you lost that ad. Sure. Because even if you came back afterwards, they were like, ah, oh, he pushed back on something. We don't need him. We don't <laughs> yeah. need difficult people he's, on set. He's gonna be on set saying, hey, what if, yeah. like, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna be, this is gonna be Clooney or Russell all over exactly. again. He's a bloke yeah. sock diva. He, yeah. won't, he won't eat any of the laundry. Yeah. We're doing a lot of this KFC stuff. What if we did a Maccas thing? Let's think outside the box, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, last, the last thing I auditioned for, I was playing a housemate. And there was an alien living in my roof sure. for some reason, and I had a baby. Were you, you... auditioning for Alf? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, who knows? Who Do you knows? It'd be really fun, like because I think somebody there was like a big point made a couple of years ago, and somebody submitted, I think either Pride and Prejudice or Emma to a literary um, competition under a different name, and it didn't even get a look in. And everyone was like, "Yeah, it makes you think." Without anybody ever saying, "Well, maybe it didn't get a look in," because someone was like, well, "Clearly, this is." But I would really like to just start pitching ALF to networks. <laughs> just so, like, just seeing how far into a meeting I can get before your, somebody's okay. like... Okay, well, what's your elevator pitch for ALF then? Okay, you know, uh, okay, I've got 30 seconds before you get out of here, Mr. Brookheimer. I just want to say <laughs> there are two things that people love. They, people love family and dysfunctional families and people bloody love aliens. And until now, it's always been, oh, one or the other, one or the other. What am I going to do? Oh, I can't. And have, but imagine for a moment... Mr. Spielberg is also here <laughs> that you could. You have just both. accidentally pitched Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> exactly. How do you how do you make that pitch sound exactly like Alf? Okay, there's Alf. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I could imagine an Australian version, like someone finds the aggro puppet in the back of the ABC somewhere, like, you know what? Let's just make this Alf. Do you know that <laughs> I saw, I was at the gym the other day, no big deal, and I was watching uh, the TV with no sound on, and there was like, there's a show in the middle of the day called Daily Edition where they kind of just like talk about the news and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fucking aggro was on that show. What the, do you mean? Like they were interviewing a puppet. What? Wait, wait, wait. is this a clip from like 1982? Nope, nope. nope. There, Ag- is a, there is a person who is being aggro... Which I imagine was the original person who was aggro. From Agro's Cartoon Connection. Because, like, make no mistake, aggro was chased off television <laughs> by, like, the coming in of polite society. <laughs> yeah. Realising that, like, you can't just shout down people on yeah. boarding television. So, uh, for international listeners, aggro was a puppet that... It's so weird, isn't it? It's like, when I think about how beloved that little furry fuckwit was. <laughs> like a biscuit with a monobrow. So, and the, point, the point of Agro is he was like a Muppet, but he was like a mean Muppet. He was basically Oscar the Grouch. Without with any of show. the lessons? Yeah. Like, like whenever you watch an Oscar segment, it's, it's like, like Oh, actually, Oscar, you should be nice to people. It's learning how to be nice or that it's yeah. okay sometimes to be a little bit grumpy or whatever it is. Yeah. This thing was just a cunt. All the time. And it was like... And, and in particular, and, he had a co-host called Anne-Marie. And Anne-Marie would be like, oh, let's start a cartoon. And be like, shut your face, you woman. <laughs> yeah. It was like so awkward. He was like, looking back, 
He was the closest thing we had to like a Mr. Rogers. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was always like, um, ah, blow the puppet. Like it was always some like weirdly sexual joke coming from a puppet aimed to eight-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is it, amazing. Not only that he's back. Inexplicable. I, I don't know. Maybe there's like a weird loophole in his contract. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but yeah he, like, he's like signed to Channel 7 and yeah. so he, they just have to bring him up. It's either this or Agra host the news. <laughs> God, I would love that. Like, like Seven's worried about losing the AFL and like we need something to fill this hole. Anyone got any ideas yeah <laughs> but he's like it's just something that you really take for granted isn't it yeah and i think australia is like small enough that like this sort of thing could just happen yeah i mean well that's australia loves puppets australia but, but, loves puppets. But america loves puppets and there are puppets that are incredible in america and they're like life-affirming and wonderful and like they they're beloved for a very good reason. And this thing was just a socially maladjusted... Like, I, I know there's a puppeteer, right? I understand that. I, I can make that connection in my head. But I still hate that thing. <laughs> it, it might, like, the, the, the psychoanalysis I keep pulling out of it is like, yeah, but it would help you relate to your dad. <laughs> Whoa. Just, just everybody have this kind of like pretty, pretty angry, pretty grumpy. I didn't really want to be there. Like, oh, that could really help someone in the same way that Big Bird helps people know it's okay to have an imaginary friend. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, uh, let's wrap it up, shall <laughs> oh, we? Oh, can I just say, can I just say that if, because we have, we have um, some listeners uh, in Europe and um, uh, in, in other countries. And I know Europe's not a country. Don't not be country, stupid. Mate. Not a country, But I mean, mate. like, we have, we, have, we have listeners kind of all, over the, the all over the place. And mm-hmm. I would love to know if you guys had, had, a, had a weird... Um... Oh, that's a great thing. Yeah, what was your, what was your like, now totally very dated, incredibly yeah. offensive childhood yeah. uh, television character? Yeah. Mm. I think we're going to get a lot of people from... Probably Finland being like, oh, Santa Claus is still racist. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Can I drop with you my new favorite game to play online is to drop questions into Quora, which is this website that has like, um, it's like Yahoo Answers for people who consider themselves academic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they will yep. try and like cite your answers. And dropping in questions that will waste people's time. Oh. Uh, a good one was, uh, what, what will Sesame Street do to deal with ISIS? <laughs> <laughs> and is, like, is that a James Colley original? Or? Yeah, yeah. Like, like so what, good. what's what's going to happen? Like, how are they going to? Will Big Bird address us like that? And it was a couple of arguments for me like, oh, in kind of similar situations, they might have do something like this or just focus <laughs> on uncertainty and dealing with uncertainty. And then a few like, Nothing. <laughs> they won't do a thing. It's not going to come up. <laughs> that is keeping in theme with this podcast. When uh, Tommy Dasselow announced on his podcast that he was going to tweet, can, can, uh, can Jeff film melt steel beams at Dr. Carl every day? <laughs> yeah. And eventually, Dr. Carl answered. Dr. Carl answered. It so, was so great. It was such a great day great for moment. Tommy and the podcast. Yes. Uh, so let's do a round of plugs. Collie. What have you got coming up that people can engage with? Um, you can check out the back burner on SBS Comedy every day, and mm. um, which is which is what? Uh, it's a satirical newspaper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, online because satirical print is dead. Speaking of uh, yeah, speaking of satirical print being dead, Ben, are your employers starting a print magazine in 2015 again? I, well, you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> they bloody are. <laughs> Good on it. And I'll talk about that in uh, future episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you up to now? Me? Yeah. Well, tomorrow night, or tonight, if you're listening to this as it's hot off the press, you can come to the Giant Dwarf Theatre and watch uh, me and Hing and friends of the podcast, uh, Jordan Moskopoulos, Alex Lee, Simon Greiner, mm-hmm. uh, and Dave Harmon, with special guest Andrew Hansen from The Chaser, play Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, I, I look, and I know some of... Well, I, I, my natural inclination whenever you plug this is to be like, no, don't go, please come. And I'm like, you fucking love Dungeons. You, statistically, if you're listening to yeah. this, you will fucking love this I'm thing. not going to soften this for you yeah, people. Because like, you're obviously nerds. Come if you, along. If you want to like put up a little bit of protest, being like, oh, I don't bloody know. If that makes you feel better, that's fine. But come to the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, also, uh, Pat McGee does not run ghost stories, and I'm wrestling it from his little hands on the 8th of <laughs> September. Oh, so you're, you're back in Sydney now, and you're going to be uh, running a ghost story time, yeah. which is very cool, at the Giant Dwarf Theatre. Do you know who's on the next lineup? Yep, so we've got Bish Marzook, Sebastian Hernage, Kara Schlegel, uh, Nikhil Liu, and uh, Pat. <laughs> I, I feel like if you're wrestling it back from his uh, little hands, maybe you could, like... Ban him? Do you know, I came, I came back to you, I was trying to organise the first like, month show back, and I'm only like, I'm a week back today, so mm-hmm. I'm still a little frazzled. Anytime I tried to organise anyone for this show, I got a message back saying, 
I only take orders from Mr. McGee now. <laughs> oh, he's everywhere. <laughs> Mr. McGee said I'm not to speak with you. <laughs> uh, well, we're also doing a live Free to a Good Home uh, podcast at the Giant Dwarf Theatre during the Sydney Fringe Festival. So come along to that. I'll make a Facebook event for that today. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Fringe stuff. I'm doing a uh, Spelling Me show with Alex Lee and Pat Burns. And also... Uh, my stand-up show is happening uh, towards the end of the month. So, What's it called? Uh, this one is called The Unbearable Whiteness of Being. What do you think of that? Mm. What do you think of that? I right? would have preferred where the wild hings are. Okay. <laughs> we talked about this last week. Right? Yeah. Or, uh, or Hing Dong the Witch is Dead, which was <laughs> just Cam's suggestion. If you would like to get in contact with <laughs> oh, Hang on, hang on. Okay. Hings Dong, comma, the witch is dead. <laughs> <laughs> a dead witch. <laughs> yeah. oh. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, our email address is contact at freedogoodhomepodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash freedogoodhomepodcast or on Twitter at F-T-A-G-H-Pod. Is there anything else we need to plug? No, but thank you so much for everybody who sent in. We've still got a stack to get through, so if you haven't heard yours, it's either because uh, we're going to do it later or we lost it. Yeah, or maybe it was one of the many racist ones that have been sent in. <laughs> uh, so get in contact and send us uh, those. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And thank you to James for being our thank guest Thank you so week. much, James. Bye! Bye. In the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like pina coladas And getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain If you'd like making love at midnight In the dunes on the cape Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.